0: that I feel like God's been speaking to me about that hopefully will help you and it's it's a message called under pressure because every single one of us lives under a certain amount of pressure, don't we? We all live under the pressure. There's pressures about every single day of our lives, pressure to get Dinner on the table, pressure to get an income coming in, pressure in business to make sure that you're getting, winning tenders and getting the jobs that you need, pressure around raising your kids, pressure in marriage, pressure in every part of our world. We all come under a certain amount of pressure. There's always pressure to be perfect, pressure to be pure, pressure to perform. There's a lot of pressure in our lives, isn't there? Yep. You can talk to me this morning. There's a lot of pressure in our lives, and the um Paul says this, the apostle Paul says this in Second Corinthians. Honey, can you just pass me the water? I'm gonna need that this morning. I'm still recovering from my throat surgery. Thank you. And he says this in Second Corinthians one, eight to ten. Are you with me this morning? All right, He said, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received a death sentence. So he's saying, we're under so much pressure, we felt like we were going to die. That's a fair amount of pressure, isn't it? But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of God. Of many, I love Paul so much because he just has this incredible perspective on life. You know, he gets shipwrecked at one stage in his life. Everybody thinks that they're about to die. But Paul's uh, answer to the shipwreck was, oh, we didn't die, so God must be with us. That's like having a car crash on the motorway and your car being completely written off and you walk out of it and go, well, I didn't die, so that God must be with us. What a perspective that he has, and even in this scenario here, he's saying, I don't want you to not be aware of what we've gone through while we're in Asia Minor. We were under incredible pressure, so much pressure, so many trials and tribulations, so much pressure that we actually thought that we were going to die from it, but here's the good thing, God raises the dead. That was his perspective. It's like, I'm going to die. I feel like I'm under such great pressure, I'm going to die, but praise the Lord, God raises the dead. I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't have that perspective on life. I can't turn around and say, if I was at a point where I thought I was going to die, go, it's okay, because God raises the dead. And in fact, he goes on and he says this, he goes, it's actually okay, because God has delivered us from death before, and he'll deliver us from death again. His perspective on life, was incredibly, like, it's, it's not just positive, it's beyond that. He just had an understanding of God, and so the pressure kind of didn't really get to him. In fact, I would suggest to you and I that we spend too much time looking at where pressure comes from in our lives, and not enough time looking at what pressure can do in our lives, We spend so much time looking to where all the pressure is coming from, rather than looking about what is pressure trying to accomplish in my world. And and I think here from Paul, we get a great example of what do we do when we're under incredible pressure. And some of you have been under pressure as we've gone through lockdown and relationships have been under pressure, financially you've been under pressure. And I think that even as we come out of this, even though that we are one of the freest countries in the world at the moment as far as movement and it goes, we still know that there's economic impact happening in our world and there's all sorts of pressures that can start to come upon us. And so what do we do? How do we handle pressure? How do we process pressure? What do we do with it? Well, I think Paul gives us two great keys in the scripture of how to handle pressure so that we can preach to ourselves when we come under it. I don't know about you, but when I come under pressure, I've got to start preaching to myself. Uh, When I come under pressure, uh, it's amazing how quickly I forget all the things that I tell you to do and don't do myself. Thankfully, God blessed me with two annoying children, 15 and 19 years of age, who like to remind me of what it is that I say up here, and it's not cool when they preach my messages back at me. But I think there are two things that Paul says in this scripture that will help you and will help me when it comes to pressure. The first one is this, I've been here before. I've been here before. He says this, he says, we have been saved out of trials like this before. He has rescued us from great peril before and he will do it again again. You see, the thing about pressure is you have been here before, but what pressure does is somehow eliminates your memory of stuff that you've gone through before, and somehow this pressure situation seems like it's the first time it's ever happened. Come on. In marriage, sometimes you have pressure. I I remember in our first two years of our marriage, if I'm honest with you, we, we fought like cats and dogs. I was the dog, (laughs) Trinity was the cat, Scratching, nah. And there were times in those first two years where I was like, will our marriage ever survive this? You know, will we get through this? Will we survive this? Then she got really sick. With the Crohn's disease, and I thought, are we gonna survive? It was, the pressure was so much, I wanted to leave, she wanted me to leave, and the only thing that stopped us from breaking up was not a spiritual God moment, it was my fear of my parents and how they would react. I'm just being honest. God walked us through the pressure, and the marriage that we have today is because we went through the pressure, but I can tell you now that sometimes we come under pressure still 26 years later, and it's amazing how you forget that God brought us through that, so God can definitely bring me through this, but we forget. It's like our, our memory plays a trick on us and wipes all the times that God has ever come through for you, and now this time it's like You've never gone through anything like this before in your life, and God can't come through for you. But Paul says here, I've been here before. I've been here before. He says this, he says, He has delivered us from such deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. See, Paul realized something and we need to realize it too, is that when we think that there's no way out, there's no exit, there's no way that this can turn around, there's, we are dead. This is what Paul was saying. This is There's no way out of this. Paul remembered all of a sudden that God is a God who makes a way where there is no way that his word promises that he always provides a way out in every circumstance and all of a sudden Paul starts hearing saying, hey hey God is the God who makes a way out of every situation and I have been in these situations before and he saved me from them then and he'll save me from them now and I didn't think I would make it through the last time but I did make it through the last time and the same God Then is the same God now. The situation might be different, but God hasn't changed. I've been here before. And we've got to preach to ourselves. I've been here before. I've been under this pressure before. I've been under this thing before. I've had doctors. I've been here before, and God saved me then, and God will save me now. And in fact, the message puts it this way. It says, and God will rescue us like he always has and will continue to rescue and rescue and rescue and rescue. I've been here before. We We gotta stand in front of the mirror when the pressure starts to come on and go, man, I've been here before. I have been here before. It may be a different situation, but it's the same God. And if he did it then, he'll do it now. It's not the first time. When you come under pressure, it's not the first time the devil has tried to take you out, and he didn't take you out then, and he can't take you out now. because the same God that rescued you then. is the same God who will rescue you now. Everyone say, I've been here before. Come on, say it like you mean it. I've been here before. And when you start saying that to yourself, I've been here before, you start to tell the enemy, you start to tell the devil, I've been here before, God saved me then, and God will save me now. You will have like a King David moment where he says, whoa, 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 Goliath, you don't understand, he saved me from the lion and the bear, and he'll save me from you, because he saved me then, he can save me now, because I know that God has rescued me out of great deadly peril before, and he will rescue me me again. And in Paul's case, even if I die, it's okay, because he's the God that raises the dead. Wow, what a perspective, what a great insight of how to handle pressure to turn around. I've been here before. This is why it's so important for you and for me, and I have this. I have my encouragement file on my computer and all the times that God has come through for me or all the times I've got a text message or a message from somebody encouraging me, it goes into my encouragement file. And the reason why it goes in there is because when I start to feel like things are getting on top of me, I open up my file and I see all the times that God has come through for me before. And then faith starts to build on the inside of me and I said, if he can come through for me, then he can come through for me now. And all of a sudden, the pressure starts to subside as God starts to rise. The first thing is that we need to understand when we're under pressure is that you have been here before and God saved you then and God will save you now. The second thing that you need to understand about pressure is that you are better under pressure. You're like, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You see... We spend a lot of our time thinking about if I didn't have this going on and this pressure and that pressure and this pressure, I'd get all this stuff done. Yes? If I didn't have all these pressures on me, I'd get so much more done in life. This is what we tell ourselves. If I didn't have this pressure, I'd be really way more effective. But what we don't understand and we need to understand is that pressure actually creates power says here in Romans 5.3, Moreover, let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient and unswerving endurance. What is he saying here? He's saying that pressure creates power, that the pressure creates an opportunity for patience and endurance and strength. And in fact, you know, when we, we, we understand uh, where it says that we go through trials of many many kinds, but that's all good because at the end of it, we will be perfect and lacking in nothing. What is he trying to say? He's trying to say that pressure produces power in you to have endurance to get through the pressure. You are better off under pressure. Be careful when you pray for patience, because really, what you're praying for is pressure. Yeah, you know, I went to Bible college, and you know a lot of the students get up there and because yeah, at, at Bible college somehow you become more holy. I'm not sure how that all works, but anyway, they do. And. It's chapel time and they're on their knees at the front and they're crying out to God and they're weeping. And a lot of the people at Bible college pray this prayer. They pray, God, break me. God, break me. Well, first of all, God doesn't need any encouragement. And I didn't pray, God, break me. I prayed, God, bless me. But you know what? I still got the pressure anyway. Why? Because God understands that when he puts us under pressure, It creates power, it shifts something, it changes something. Why? Because some things are only produced by pressure. Some things in your life are only produced by pressure. Daniel, in the lion's den, I don't know about you, but being told you're going to get thrown into a hungry lion's den for the evening, I would suspect that you would be under great pressure. Not you guys, because you're holy and awesome. I would be probably wetting myself over that thought, yes? I went on a safari when I was in South Africa last year and I stayed inside the car with the windows up and the doors locked. (laughs) He would have been under incredible pressure. But here's the thing I want you to understand. God didn't deliver Daniel from pressure. God didn't deliver Daniel from the lion's den. God delivered Daniel in the lion's den. See, God doesn't deliver you from pressure, He delivers you in pressure. You're all really quiet this morning. He delivers you in pressure because God understands that His people are better when we're under pressure. He doesn't save us from pressure. He doesn't remove us from pressure. He delivers us in it. And then we go on and we we think of other Bible characters. There's Joseph, there's Moses, there's David, there's Mary, there's Jesus. All under incredible pressure, especially Jesus of the cross before him. Because God understands that his people are better under pressure. I want you to say that with me this morning, that I am better under pressure. Come on, say it. I am better under pressure. You're going to have to say that a few times so you start to actually believe it. But Joseph said it the best when he understood what the pressure was all about. When he said to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Because if Joseph didn't go through what he went through, he never would have got the opportunity to stand in Pharaoh's court and interpret his dream and become the second in charge of all of Egypt and all of the world at that time and save not just one nation, but two nations. If he hadn't gone through the pressure, he never would have got into the palace. And so we have to understand that God does things through pressure that he can't do any other way. And we pray so often that God would remove the pressure rather than praying that God would deliver us in the pressure. Because we're better... Under pressure. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, if you know the story, was under great pressure. He was sweating drops of blood. I I don't know about you, but that's pressure. That's pressure. When you are under so much intense pressure that you're sweating drops of blood. I, I mean, I don't know about you, I'm not sure my heart would sustain that. I'd be in cardiac arrest if that was me. Under incredible pressure, to the point that he says, if this can be done any other way, then please do it some other way. And then he turns around and says, but not my will, your will be done. Prayed by himself, his disciples didn't help him, with such great pressure that he sweat drops of blood. Here's the thing. Do you know that the word Gethsemane in Hebrew means olive press? Olive press. Do you know how we get olive oil? Who can tell me how we get olive oil? Pressure. You press the olive to get the oil out. And the more pressure you put on the olive, the more oil comes out. Do you know how we get wine? We pressure the grapes. And the more pressure we put on the grapes, the more of the juice that comes out. Do you know how you build muscle? You put your muscle under pressure under the weights and it crushes the muscle so that it repairs itself and becomes stronger than beforehand. Do you know how you get a diamond who's a girl's best friend? It's coal under immense pressure eventually turns into a diamond. And we want the anointing oil and we want the new wine of what God is doing. And we want to see him show himself strong on our behalf. But when you're praying that, what you're actually asking for is pressure. Because to get the anointing oil out of you means that God has to put pressure on you. To get the new wine out of you means that God has to put pressure on you. To get the strength of God flowing out of you means God has to put pressure on you. Because pressure always produces power. Come on. It always produces power. The more it is pressed, the more that comes out. Because God causes a pressure on the inside of you because some things can't happen without pressure and the pressure releases what he has put in you to come out of you. You pray better under pressure. Come on, you know you do. When we, life is going good, our prayer are thank you, Jesus, it's such a great day. When things are going bad, it's "Oh good. Yeah. We pray better under pressure, don't we? We trust God more when we're under pressure. When we're under pressure, we're actually better because we know that the enemy is trying to use this pressure to destroy you. But God understands that if the enemy is trying to destroy you, what God is doing is putting under pressure to release what's in you, to release the anointing that is put on the inside of you, to release that Spirit of God that He's put in you, to release the strength that He's planted on the inside of you. You want Him to save you and He's saying, man, I'm going to rescue you. But the best way for me to rescue you is put you under pressure because then you'll pray better, you'll trust me more and what's in you will get pushed out of you. Pressure produces power. And all of a sudden when you start to, faith starts to rise on the inside of you and you start to understand that this pressure hasn't been sent to destroy me, but I'm actually better under pressure, you start to declare, man, this is where I excel. This is when I'm best because God's people are better under pressure. I do so well under pressure. I'm going to cope so brilliantly. This is where I grow the most. This is where I become stronger. I'm made for pressure. I'm better under pressure because we understand that pressure produces power. Like Pressure in this water gun produces power. Produces power, but I don't know about you. Am I getting you, Pete? It's not fair that the front row only gets pressure. I'm building pressure. Because pressure produces power. Who's ready for it? Uh, Woo! Woo! Yeah. The new this side. <laughs> pressure produces power that shoots further than the other one. Why? Because this is little pressure. Oh, that's really, oops. That was a mistake. <laughs> but this produces power. Pressure produces power. What What God wants us people to understand is that the pressure is not there to destroy you. When you feel pressure coming on, get ready because the power's coming. Get ready because the power's coming. The anointing's coming. The new wine's coming. The strength of God is coming. You're better under pressure. You have been here before. He saved you then. He'll save you now and you are better under pressure because pressure produces power. When the pressure is on, friend, then the power is coming. And you might be under some pressure right now. You might be going through some stuff right now. You just got to understand that God's loading you up for something powerful to come forth in your life. You're better under pressure. See, God says, You watch. I'll put them under pressure. You watch them grow. You watch them under pressure. You watch them expand. You watch them under pressure. You watch them excel. You watch them under pressure. Job put under more pressure than anybody else in the Bible. Lost everything. Yet his response was, though he slay me, I still follow him. And then God restored everything back to him ten times more than what he lost. Why? Because pressure produces power. You see... Don't look trying to work out where the pressure is coming from or how bad the pressure is. Pressure is a force that, exert, that exerts because of the pressure on top or around an object. We spend so much time trying to figure where the pressure has come from and how bad it is instead of understanding that sometimes the pressure comes from God because he's trying to produce some power in you. Some pressure comes from God above directly. Some pressure comes from the people around you. But what I'm learning is this, and I hope you're learning today, is that where the pressure comes from doesn't really matter. It's what I do with the pressure that will determine what the pressure will produce in my life. It's what I do with it that will determine... And Paul, he's saying, man, they've beaten us. They thought that in beating me and whipping me and all that stuff that he went through in Asia Minor, all the trial and the pressure, they thought that they were punishing me, but really what they were doing was producing God's purpose in me. He's saying, I've been here before. God saved me and then, he'll save me now. And now I understand that this pressure is producing quality in me. It's producing the purpose of God in me. And if you're under pressure this morning, I'm here to encourage you. I know what it's like. I feel under pressure right now. I feel under pressure around things like me recovering and pressure like, what do we do now? We've come out of lockdown, never ever pastored a church through lockdown before in my life or a pandemic. It's not like there's 700 different books you can read on how to pastor a church in a pandemic. somebody said to me, oh, what are we going to do now? I have no idea yet, just being honest. I know what it's like to be under pressure. I know how you feel. But here's the thing, I've learned how to preach to myself under pressure. But just because I know how to preach to myself under pressure doesn't make the pressure disappear. Come on. It doesn't make the pressure go away. It just means that I have a different perspective On pressure, because here's the thing. The world can teach you how to cope with pressure, but God will teach you how to convert the pressure into something glorious. You see, you can either learn to cope with pressure or you can learn to convert the pressure. Because when you convert pressure, it becomes power and it accomplishes something glorious. Come on. If you want pressure to go away, it's not going to. And the reason is this, is because the way I see God, he's almost like a, He's almost like a pressure cooker. You know, a pressure cooker is something where you put your food in and the heat from the outside causes a pressure of steam on the inside, which causes that beautiful piece of brisket or beef cheeks, Mm, can I get an amen? Come on. <laughs> Lamb shanks. Red white. Red wine sauce. Oh. Just just pause in this moment. <laughs> the pressure cooker from the heat from the outside causes the steam to do something inside the pressure cooker that can't be done any other way, and that is this. It causes the meat or the food in there to cook way faster than it would when it wasn't in it. And so when God puts you under pressure, it's not because he's trying to hurt you. He's trying to develop something in you quickly. Quickly. Why? Because he's got a purpose for the pressure. There are people in this world that don't know Jesus. You have friends and family and next-door neighbors and checkout operators that don't know Jesus. Jesus. And God needs to do something quickly in you so that he can get what's in you out of you to those around you. See, pressure isn't punishment. Pressure is power. God is trying to produce something in you. God lets the pressure do the same for you as it does for that piece of brisket in the pressure cooker. It produces in you quicker the great things that he has planned for you. What is happening around you is really about what God is doing in you. And, friend, you are better under pressure. You are better under pressure. You have been here before. God saved you then. God will save you now. And He'll save you next week, and the next month, and the next year, and the next decade. It's what He does. It's who he is. He's the God who saves. He's the God who delivers. What do we do? We tend to run from the pressure. Instead of understanding that pressure is producing something in me, they can't be produced any other way. So what God has put in me starts to flow out of me. And the anointing and the new wine and the power of God starts to manifest itself in your world. Why don't you all close your eyes just for a moment this morning. I don't know everybody that's in this place. I don't know everybody that's sitting in a seat here this morning, but I know this. I know that God loves you, that God is for you. Maybe you've had incredible pressure for your life. Maybe you've gone through incredible trauma as a child in your early years. And you've got this thought process going on. If God loves me, why did all that happen to me? Here's the thing. God doesn't let any bad thing happen to people. People make choices. God's given us the power of choice. And we choose to do the things that we do. And you have an opportunity this morning to use your power of choice to say, Okay, God, I can't can't fix what has happened, but I can allow you to produce something out of that that is glorious. And the way that you allow him to produce something out of your pain which is glorious is by giving your life to him, surrendering your life to him giving your whole entire world to Him to repent of your sin and let Him become your Lord and Savior. And then what God does is He comes into your world and yeah, there might be some pressure and there might be some tough times and there might be some hard times. I'm not telling you, you come to Jesus and He makes everything great. What I'm telling you is you come to Jesus and you let Him work, that through the pressure of Him touching different parts of your life, you'll start to see glorious things come out it. You'll be able to have a Joseph kind of testimony that what was meant for evil, God has worked for good. You'll be able to have a Romans 8.28 moment. All things work together for good for those who love God. No matter how bad it is, God can work it for His good. He can use it. He can turn it around. The woman at the well was hiding away because of her behaviour, because she's had six husbands, and the one that she was with now wasn't her husband, so she's ashamed and she's hiding away. But as God worked through her and put the pressure on her and her conversation with her, she went to her entire village and said, Hey, come. Come and see somebody. That knows everything about me. In other words, she allowed her pain, she allowed the stuff that God used it, that our entire town came out and found Christ as your Savior. I'm telling you, if you give your life to Christ, he'll turn that stuff around and use it for his glory, he'll be a glorious outcome. But you got to give your life to him first because he's a gentleman and he isn't gonna force you to.